Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. My brothers and sisters, welcome to our time of scripture and prayer. Pro-life leader Frank Pavone here. Boy, I had a wonderful time at the Turning Point USA conference called AmFest out in Phoenix from the 16th to the uh, 19th uh, of this month. And uh, I'm going to have a lot to share with you uh, about from that gathering. 13,000 people, uh, most of them young people and uh, patriotic, pro-life uh, ready to save this nation and to advance God's kingdom. So lots to talk about that on some of our other broadcasts, especially we'll delve into that. And we are almost at Christmas. We are in some very intense days of Advent here, and we're going to share this reading from the Gospel of Luke. Let's put ourselves in God's presence first with repentance and openness to His Word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, You do not simply call Your people to receive a divine pat on the back. You call your people to repentance and reform and renewal and new life. Bless us as we repent of our sins for all we've done to offend you, for all we've failed to do to serve you. Lord, we repent and give us a deepened, deepened repentance today whereby the remembrance of our sins does not discourage us, but rather makes us more vigilant and more trustful in you, aware of how completely dependent we are upon you, not upon our own strength. Bless us now as we hear your word. May we understand it more deeply, live it more faithfully, and proclaim it more effectively. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The reading is from the Gospel of Luke. Mary set out in those days and traveled to the hill country in haste, to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. What a marvelous gospel passage. Talks about two unborn children, right? One of them, John the Baptist, son of Elizabeth and Zechariah. The other one, God. That's right, God. What this passage reminds us of is that God became an unborn child. That's what, that's, what, that's what Christmas is celebrating. We talk about his birth at Christmas, but when you look at the history of Christmas and what the church's liturgy is celebrating, and you look carefully at the prayers, we're talking about the incarnation, God becoming human. And of course, God became human before he was laid in the manger. God became human when Mary said yes, and he started growing within her womb by the intervention of the Holy Spirit, not by physical union with Joseph. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Elizabeth says. This is a line, of course, that we say every day in the Hail Mary, and we'll say it at the end of this broadcast. 
But I want to point out here, the mother of my Lord has come to me. So she's worshiping an unborn child. She's acknowledging that 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 baby in the womb is her Lord. This is a powerful verse. When we think about the incarnation, I'm going to ask you two questions. Was there any time that Jesus was just waiting for something else to happen? Or was he always saving us? And the second question is, did God become a non-person? Did he become a different species than human? Did, did he become a blob of tissue? Jesus became human in the incarnation. Christmas is celebrating the union of our humanity, the same humanity you and I have, the unborn children have, the union of that humanity with God. Jesus did not become a non-person. He became a person, a human person. That unborn child in Mary is the human person, the human being, technically he's a divine person, the human being who is God. So, brothers and sisters, the first question I asked, did he waste any time? Not a second, not a moment of Jesus' life was wasted or was just waiting. He was always redeeming. He's God. God never ceases at every moment to be acting in our best interest, in our, in our salvation. So as Jesus passed through each stage of his life, he redeemed that stage of life. We think of the different stages of his life. Of course, his, his, his hidden childhood scripture just has one or two verses about it. You know, he lived obedient to Mary and Joseph uh, there in, in Nazareth. And so we don't hear much about everything that was happening during his childhood. And um, then we think, of course, of the phase of his public ministry initiated by John the Baptist and Jesus' baptism in the Jordan. And then, of course, we think of the phase uh, uh, after his passion and resurrection, that period of 40 days when he stayed with his disciples, risen from the dead before he ascended into heaven. Uh, but there's one phase of his life that we don't give much thought to, which is his time in the womb. And that's what this Advent season, that's what our pro-life movement, that's what this gospel passage today invite us to think about. He spent nine months as God in the womb. There's a book called Redeemer in the Womb, written some time ago by a, by a priest, Father John Sayward. Redeemer in the Womb helps us to think about the fact that while he was an unborn child, Jesus redeemed human life at that stage. He redeems human life at every stage. Now, you might say, oh, wait a minute now. He didn't, be, he didn't get elder. He, didn't be, he wasn't an old man. He died when he was 33. But he redeemed old age as well because the weakness that he suffered, the loneliness, the abandonment, he took upon himself so many of the things that people suffer in, in latter stages of life. He redeemed all of human life. But he lived through his time as an embryo. God was an embryo. He lived through his time as a fetus. That's a stage of development. God was a fetus. He lived through his time as an unborn child and redeemed that, redeemed the sacred space of the womb, united it with God like never before, united every unborn child to God like never before. We're holy because of our creation. He made us even more holy because of his redemption 
And we rejoice in that. And we let that nourish our pro-life convictions. You know, brothers and sisters, the, um, there's an apostolate of the unborn Jesus. There are actually a number of efforts in the church. And we at Priests for Life have strongly reinforced this over many years. But I was recently with um, a longtime colleague in the pro-life movement and friend of mine, Pedro Diaz-Rubin, out in California. And he has the apostolate of the unborn Jesus. If you go to unbornjesus.com, you'll see what I mean. It's a beautiful spirituality of thinking about Jesus as an unborn child, uh, worshiping him as an unborn child, praying for all the unborn children and their mothers, and just re, uh, well, deepening our awareness of the sanctity of human life. Unbornjesus.com. So as we continue towards the celebration of Christmas, let us be renewed in our awareness of our brothers and sisters in the womb, our awareness of their need for us, and let's strengthen our voices for their protection. Let us pray. Come, Lord Jesus. We rejoice that you have come. We rejoice that when you entered into this world, it was not on the clouds in glory, that will be your second coming, it was not in a royal palace. It wasn't even as a baby in the manger. You first came among us, Lord God, second person of the Blessed Trinity, as an unborn child. You first came among us as a baby in the womb. That stage of human life which, on a natural level, we can say is the most unredeemed, the most abused, the most forgotten. The womb has become, sadly, the most violent place on earth. Save the unborn. You, Lord Jesus, were among them, one of them, as we all were. Save the unborn and help us to save them too. Lord, we lift up to you all the needs, all the prayer intentions of each one of us. Bless us and answer our prayers and meet our needs. And we sum up those prayers now in the words you yourself gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray to our Heavenly Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Uh, we have, you know, um, also the O Antiphons continuing each day and uh, the uh, beautiful um, invocations of Jesus. Now, some of these are in different orders, but the one that is in the, in the uh, lectionary for today is, um, is O Emmanuel, our King and Giver of Law, come to save us, Lord our God. 
So uh, we think of those special antiphons. We'll be reflecting more on that in the scripture reflections we'll give you in the next couple of days. And we're going to show you a special little secret message that is uh, uh, that you, 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 you find uh, in these O antiphons if you know Latin. But I'll share that more with you about that in the next couple of days. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas preparations. And we will talk to you soon. Hello, this is Father David Begany, one of the many members of Priests for Life. This organization is one of the largest and most visible pro-life ministries in the world. Priest, the Priests for Life team relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priests for Life generously? Go today to prolifegift.org and give us as generous a gift as you can. Thank you for your kindness and be assured of our prayers for you every day. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.